Yes, we give thanks this morning. Amen. Uh, I have a few people I want to thank before we get into the word today. Some people that uh, nobody really ever sees. And that's important because if you saw them, they wouldn't be doing their job. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, we have a, an amazing media director here, John Munoz. He makes sure that we have everybody online every Sunday. Uh, you make sure you can hear me and all that kind of good stuff online. So if you appreciate John online, uh, give him a high five in the, in the comments there. Uh, for those that are at home uh, that couldn't be here today, maybe you're sick, maybe you're out of town, maybe you just watch because you want to see what's going on here at BFA. Also, we have an amazing person that is here literally every service, Brandon Batson. He does the words for us. He makes sure you guys get to sing the right words. He puts the scriptures, he does everything that we ask him to do, he's an amazing man of God, and also Carlos Contreras, he is brand new, about a year and a half now, he runs sound for us every Sunday, and it's amazing, uh, he has jumped right in with both feet and joined the team, and then also we've got Jacob Martinez, who makes sure I'm lit well, thank you Jacob, and uh, without these four gentlemen... And there are a few ladies, Abby, and, and some other people that fill in. Uh, without them, none of this gets to go online, or you don't get to see me, you don't get to hear me, uh, all that good stuff. So let's give them another round of applause. Well, thank you. Also, uh, it's interesting how the online viewership is growing. Uh, I was literally at Costco a few weeks ago in the checkout line, and the lady that was doing the checkout, she said, I know who you are. <laughs> and I, and I was like, who am I? And she said, I watch you online. And I was like, oh, awesome. I had no idea who this person was. She doesn't attend our church, but she is a Costco worker, so that's awesome. And then literally, I'm not joking. The reason why I'm telling you is this because the, the message is going out into our community. Two weeks later, I met the pal giving some blood, and the lady that was getting ready to take my blood said, where do you go to church? Because I, I said, hey, I really like the, the music that you're playing. It was some Christian music playing. She says, where do you go to church? I said, well, uh, I'm the worship pastor at Bakersfield. What? I listen to them, I listen to you guys every Sunday. I have no idea who this lady is, but she is watching. So if you're watching today, I remember you, and thank you for watching. And uh, so the word is getting out. Also, we do have a podcast. And on, a, on an average, on a sermon, we have 60 to 100 listeners per week uh, listening to the word of God. They, they do not attend our church. Maybe some of you download it, which is awesome, but the word is getting out into our community. Can we say amen? We thank you, Lord. When you came in today, uh, and I'm just going to do a brief little uh, plug for our giving tree. When you came in today, you saw the beautiful tree has tags on it. Many tags have been taken. Uh, BFA calls this the giving tree. Um, this tree has been in our lobby since my family started coming to this church, which I'm getting ready to celebrate 30 years in February. Um, yes, it's awesome. And uh, thank you, Lita, McCullough, and her family and her team for being so diligent uh, to pick up literally thousands of presents over the years. In the last few years, because of COVID, we switched to gift cards, which makes it a little easier. So if you haven't, pick up a tag off the tree as you leave today. The gift cards are about $20 to $25. Uh, these go to kids in foster care and then also the, the, the kids of Teen Challenge members. Um, this time of the year, unfortunately, many kids will enter the foster care system because their parents don't have the means to take care of them. It's just a thing that happens every year. So we do have wonderful families that will take in children, but they may not have the means to buy extra Christmas gifts for them at this time. So we provide that. We plug that gap that's there to say, yes, we're going to give uh, to these kids. So thank you on behalf of Pathway Family Services, Koinonia Family Services, and Teen Challenge. I used to be the guy that 
come and pick up the gifts. And there would be literally huge, huge, I mean, 55-gallon trash bags. But probably wasn't the best way to transport them, but we could cram a lot of gifts into there, right? I would literally bring a truck and fill it up to capacity two or three times because of your generosity. Thank you. One more thing, and then we'll get into the message. Uh, a lot of you guys have asked me about my brother and his family. My brother, when we moved here, he was about eight years old. Uh, he grew up in this church. Uh, he went to Vanguard University where he met the, the love of his life. There they are right there, uh, Jessica. And um, they have been in ministry since they graduated. They started in Whittier for a, a very short time, and then they got called to San Jacinto. If you don't know where San Jacinto is, that is way down in the middle of nowhere, out in the desert. Uh, beautiful place, and they were there for about nine years. They were in Marietta uh, for the, the remainder of their uh, time of, of being an associate pastor, worship pastor, and a youth pastor, so he's kind of done it all. And a lot of you have asked me, what is up with Nick? What is, what's happening with him? Well, I couldn't really tell you because he was planning a move, and uh, I'm, I'm proud to say that today, um, and I've ran this by Pastor James, I'm not catching anybody by surprise, but I know a lot of you are interested, uh, so Nick and Jessica have taken a senior pastor position in Tehachapi. Uh, so, Yes. Literally, since my brother went to college, this is the closest they've been to us. They've always lived three to five to six hours away, so now they're 45 minutes, so it makes it a little easier to um, see these beautiful kids and get to know them a little better, you know? All right, enough of that. Here we go. Would you guys mind standing this morning? We're going to get into uh, the scripture for this morning. So we're going to start in Galatians 4, 1 through 7. Think of it this way, if a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, those children are not much better off than slaves until they grow up. Even though they actually own everything their father had, they had to obey their guardians until they reach whatever age their father had set. And that's the way it was with us before Christ came. We were like children. We were slaves to the basic principles, spiritual principles of this world. But when the right time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to law so that we could be adopted into his very own. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of, the spirit of his son into our hearts, promote, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer slaves, but God owns, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. God, thank you for your word, this guidebook that you have left us to be cherished, Lord. Father, your word speaks so clearly of who we are and whose we are in Christ Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. As we just wrapped up November, and now we're in December, I can't hardly believe it, but we're already here. Uh, things are moving. Weeks around here are very bu busy. This time of the year, we have lots of going on with the school, different events for the church, different things happening. But I, I, I don't want to gloss over something that was important that happened in November. Uh, November is National Adoption Month. And uh, just a few weeks ago, November the 18th, it was a Friday, there was 58 children 58 children in one day that was adopted into families. Yes. 
I don't know why the court system does this. They do them periodically out through the year, but then when they get to the fall season, they hang on to them all, and then they do them one day, and it's an amazing uh, thing to see. Uh, I've been there for several of them. Some of you may know, and I, I apologize if I've said this a few times already, but a lot of you don't come to the Sunday night service, so you've heard me say this, but uh, before coming to be the worship pastor here, I was uh, part of a wonderful organization called Pathway Family Services. Um, I worked there for almost 18 years with, alongside my dad and my family. I served in different capacities while I was there. I, when I very first started in 2005, I was the forms maker slash secretary of the board. That's how small we were. <laughs> so when I left there, I was the director of admin operations, which means I oversaw all the business operations of the agency, and then also secretary of the board. So something never changed uh, since the beginning, but, and then today I still serve as the secretary of the board. So I'm still very much a part of that organization. Over the years, I've witnessed so many adoptions. It's been amazing. I've probably taken hundreds, if not thousands of pictures for families who are having children being adopted. Uh, I remember patiently waiting in the, in the lobby, anticipating the last name of that family to be called. And you can imagine if there's 58 kids being adopted in one day, the hundreds of people that are there waiting in anticipation for their name to be called. It's the day has come. Um, so it's interesting. And then there's always, if it's not your last name, you still celebrate with the family that just got called because you know what's getting ready to happen. It's kind of, a, kind of a thing. So it's awesome. The process of finalizing an adoption is one of the most beautiful things I've ever had a chance to witness. I cry at each one. I know that's hard to believe. I cry at everything. So... Uh, <laughs> These tears were happy tears that swelled up with joy and love towards this kid or the children or the family, the kind of tears that go deep because you knew the past of the child. You knew where their story began and where they're at now. It was awesome. Stories of abuse, neglect, and abandonment. Some of you have heard the stories in the news. Those kids came into our program. You probably heard some of the most horrific things on the news. Those kids came to us looking for a home. And many of those kids were adopted through our agency. I'm going to share about one of those stories today. And you're probably saying, what in the world does this have to do with, I'm getting to a point. So <laughs> just hang tight. Uh, many years ago, we received a phone call for a little guy um, who had some health issues. Uh, he was born with a spinal issue that caused his legs not to work. And typically, we would not take a child that has medically fragile issues. But uh, we were able to take this little, this little guy because we had a foster home that had a medical background and she was retired from medical field so she knew how to take care of this child and meet his needs and love on him. Um, for confidentiality reasons, I'm just going to call this little guy Josh. I am so worried I'm going to say his name, okay? Because so, I, I, I know his story well. If I say his name, nobody tell him, okay? All right. Um, this little boy, even though that he couldn't walk, he was in a wheelchair, he had one of those smiles that could turn a frown upside down, you know what I mean? Like he would just come in and beaming from side to side, that's him on the bottom there, uh, just to light up the room. And if you were in a bad mood, he could change that in a, in, a, in a blink of an eye. Our foster parent had a real connection with this little guy. She had a heart of compassion and love. Her husband and her had taken in many foster children over the years. Fast forward, so a year or so into this little child's life, the court system finally released Josh to be adopted. Our current foster parent was getting on in years, and she knew that she probably wasn't the best fit for this little guy, so uh, we, the big, we began the process of finding another home uh, for this little guy. We did find a home. You're seeing a picture of him. It's beautiful. 
they took little Joshua to their home and made them their own. Don't worry, our foster parent that originally took them in is now grandma. She gets to see them, play with them, visit them often, and they still are very much in love. Again, fast forward, the adoption process sometimes can take 18 to 24 months. It's not a quick process. I was sitting in my office and little Josh was gonna come help me uh, produce a video on adoption. And uh, the secretary said, hey, little Josh is here to see you. I was like, awesome. So I walked out, met him in the hallway. He was in his wheelchair, had a huge smile on his face. And he asked me, you wanna meet my new mom and dad? Just like now, tears in my eyes. Absolutely, Josh. He didn't know that I had met these people already. I had trained them to become foster parents. Beautiful, beautiful people. Josh was old enough to understand that he was being adopted. He knew the value of being a part of a family. Many months later, the adoption process date had finally been set. I showed up to the courtroom, camera ready in hand. The court proceedings for these celebrations are different from any other court proceedings that you've ever seen on TV or imagined. The judge gets to declare a severing of the old and implements the new. A judge asks a few questions to both the adoptive parent and the child being adopted. There's a choice being made. Both the child and the parent. When all, said is, when, when all is said and done, the judge reads a statement of declaration that seals the proceedings of the court. The judge has the parents stand and raise their right hand. Some of the most impactful words are spoken are these. The judge tells the parents, this child is now entitled to all the privileges and rights that of a biological child. Meaning this child is now yours. Josh now has all the rights of being a biological child. It's a beautiful thing to witness. Now the past is severed and a new beginning had begun. He has a new family and a new last name. And I love how the Holy Spirit works things out because I was gonna share Psalm 68, six. God sets the lonely in families. Praise God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. The, uh, the definition of adoption, the action or fact of illegal, illegally taking another child and bringing him up as one of your own, or the fact of being adopted. The word adoption literally means placing as a son. We begin this morning by reading Galatians 4, 1 through 7, which Paul powerfully declares the position provided for those children of God through the merits of Christ. Galatians 4, 4 through 5. But when the set time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we may have received adoption to sonship. First point this morning, God chooses you. Paul tells us that in the mind of God, adoption was provided for believers before time began. In Ephesians 1 through 5, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us up to himself through Christ Jesus. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. However, what we receive now is just the first installment. When Jesus returns, we receive the fullness 
of all that is included in our salvation and adoption. We will be given new bodies that are incorruptible, immortal, no longer subject to decay, disease, or death. At that time, we will receive our full inheritance, a full salvation God has provided through Christ. We are saved, we are being saved, and we shall be saved. Do you believe that today? We are saved, we are being saved, and we shall be saved. Thank you, Lord. If you're like me, I have three kids, or maybe you have some grandkids, or whatever you have. Birthday time is a thing that's talked about throughout the year. Birthday's coming up, it's anticipated. Some adults even love birthdays. I know adults that celebrate the whole month for their birthday, <laughs> and, and they let everybody know that it's my birthday month, send me stuff, take me to lunch, take me to dinner, the whole deal. Pastor James and Jolene, that's, they're away today celebrating their grand twins' first birthday. So that's awesome. I'm glad that they had an opportunity to be there. It's pretty exciting stuff. My youngest child, Emily, just turned 10 in, back in October. And since she turned 9, she anticipated her birthday turning 10. And there was a reason. She got to get her ears pierced. Yes. The fullness of the ear piercing happened on birthday number 10. And the, the months leading up to it, I'm not joking, every day, because I bring her to school every day, Dad, there's only five more days, five more days. Oh, okay, I better make sure we get that happen, you know, okay. Uh, and the day finally came, she was, and then the, you know, their eyes get about this big, they're gonna put that in my ear? What, what's going on? Yeah, so anyway, she, she successfully got her ears pierced. All of us have a natural birthday the day we were born into this world. As Christians, we have a spiritual birthday, the day we gave our life to Christ. And as Christians, we have another day to celebrate, to receive the fullness of our inheritance, a full salvation, of a whole body. This is the day we go home to our Father in heaven. Romans 8.23 says, And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us, as a foretaste of future glory, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. I know there's many people in this room that look forward to that day. Some of our lives have been very tough. Some are tough right now. And you're anticipating the days of your full inheritance and salvation. I love what 1 Corinthians says, 15, 42 for 44. It is the same way with the resurrection of death. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die. But when we are raised to live forever, our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. They are buried as a natural human body, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. For just as there are natural bodies, there are also spiritual bodies. Second point today is adoption is full inheritance. As Christians, we have been adopted into God's family through the working of the Holy Spirit. When we said yes to Jesus, we received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. 
Point number three, adoption is a choice. As we read in our opening text, Galatians 4, 6 through 7 says, And because we are his children, God has sent the Holy Spirit, his Son, into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer slaves, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Did you get that? When we accept Christ, we are grafted into the family tree of Christ. We once were lost and broken and following the things of this world, as Ephesians 2.2 says, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world. As I look around this room today, I see a few hundred people that have chosen adoption. Yes, you heard that right, you chose adoption. My little friend Josh could have stopped the adoption process. He could have said, nope, I don't want to be adopted. He had a choice in the matter. Before the court and the witnesses, the judge asked Josh if he understood what was happening. He replied, yes. The family had a choice as well. They could have stopped the proceeding of adoption at any time. Just as Josh has a choice, you have a choice today. The Lord will not force himself upon you. He is kind, he is gentle, but he is fierce and mighty. You must choose. There is no middle ground. There is no riding the fence. There is either, yes, I want to surrender to my Lord and Savior, or no, I want to live a life of sin. You might say that's pretty harsh, but that's the choice we have to make. Jesus or no Jesus. If you choose to live your life for Christ, you're saying, I want all the benefits and privileges of being a part of the family of God. An heir of the Most High. Set apart and chosen by our beloved Savior. You may say, Pastor, you don't understand. My life's a mess. I don't feel worthy of adoption. I have done so many wrong things. My sin is ugly and undeserving of adoption. I don't understand how God would want me. I carry so much baggage. Well, here's my answer join the club. Join the club. None of us are worthy of this gift. None of us. Some of you have been Christians for longer than I've been alive. We are so undeserving of this gift. But yet he gives. The Bible says in Matthew eleven twenty eight. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. No one is perfect. No one is sinless except for Christ himself. The Lord chooses you today. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you now. That's the power of adoption. If you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, we have been adopted and set apart. We are his children. He is our father. I love what 1 John 3, 1 says. See how very much our father loves us. For he calls us his children. That this is what we are. But people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. If you're here today and then do not have a relationship with God, I would love the opportunity to introduce you to my heavenly father. You have, see, I've seen adoption 
into families. I've seen adoption into Christ's family by faith through his grace and mercy. He sent his son to the cross for you today. Why? Because he loves you and he chooses you today. Who here, and I'm looking around at a lot of people that I've known for a lot of years, have experienced the saving grace of our Lord and Savior? Testify by raising your hand. Yes, we thank you, Lord. You have been adopted into the Lord's family. Hairs of the Most High, thank you, Lord. Can we give him praise this morning? Yes, we thank you. Yes, Lord. The kind of praise like the Raiders just beat the Seahawks in overtime. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I see that hand. Sorry, Pastor James. For those of you who could not raise your hands today, I believe the Holy Spirit is knocking on your heart's door today. It's a still, small voice. Something about this message is stirring in your heart today. He's telling you today's the day. What is accepting Christ? It's conversion. Conversion is the response of the sinner to the, to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. This act of turning composes of two elements, repentance and faith. The Greek word for repentance means a change of mind. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, a change of view with regards to sin occurs. No longer is sin overlooked, excused, or called an alternative lifestyle. The repentant sinner acknowledges being a sinner before God. There is also a change of your, in your attitude towards God and righteousness. From rebellion and indifference to love and concern. Today is your day. Every eye bowed. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for this word, Lord Jesus, that you put on my heart. For those searching for you. Who is here today that would like to say, I want to be a part of this family that you're talking about? Raise your hand. Don't be afraid. You're surrounded by family members today. I see that hand. I see that hand. If you're online and you would like, like to accept Christ today, type yes in the comment section. Doing so is going to let me know that there was somebody saved online today. I'd love to connect with you. You're about to make the most important decision of your life. There's going to be a conversion that happens when we pray together in a moment. Family, can we all stand together? Let's all pray together for those who are about to say yes to Jesus. Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm asking you to become the Lord of my life. The old me is no longer. I repent of my sin. I ask you to forgive me. I have made a choice today. I want to be adopted into your family. Thank you, Abba, Father. Let's rejoice with those that have said yes to Jesus today. Yes.
Now that you have chosen yes to Christ, it's important that you get discipled. We have many opportunities here at BFA. Join a small group. Come to every service when we're open. Sunday morning, Sunday night, 5.30, midweek service, 6.30. Celebrate recovery at 6 p.m. every Saturday. These people are here to help you, to disciple you, to ensure that you're on your journey with Christ, that you grow up in Christ, that you don't stay infant, that you grow in maturity in Christ. I know, the, I know that there's those here today that are Christians that are struggling with the adoption papers. Your life has been sealed with adoption, but somebody's trying to tear up your adoption papers. And that's the evil in this world. We want our adoption papers sealed by the Holy Spirit. Raise your hand if you're having struggled today with the adoption papers. Lord, you see these hands, Lord Jesus. Your word says we're worthy of your love because of Christ. May we have the fullness of your inheritance in our life, Lord Jesus. When life wants to beat us up, Lord Jesus, that we respond with, I am sealed with the adoption of Christ. No weapon formed against me is thou prosper. I am loved and I am chosen because of Christ's death and resurrection. And I choose you today, Father. Can you say that out loud? I choose you today, Father. We thank you, Father God. As you came in today, you should have received communion elements. If you could grab those real quick, we're going to end service today with communion. Go ahead and take 13 minutes to open the bottom one real quick. <laughs> In Matthew 26, 26, it says, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it into pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, take this and eat, for this is my body. God, we thank you for the representation of your body, Lord. May we never forget what you did on the cross for us, Lord Jesus. Let's take it together now. Go ahead and open up the, the juice. And then he took the cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, drink of, each of you drink from it. This is my blood, which conferred the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. God, we thank you for this representation of your blood. We thank you for the saving grace of your death and resurrection, Lord. We thank you for those that gave their lives to you today. This is their spiritual birthday. And we celebrate with them. Let's take the blood. Thank you, Father God. Can you thank him for what he's done for you this morning? Thank you, Father God. Here in a few minutes, we're going to close. And there's going to be some beautiful people that are going to be standing up here at the altar, ready to pray for you. If you have an ailment in your body, or maybe you'd like more information about who this Jesus is, Maybe you'd like to have help with your adoption papers.
the struggles of life, come down to these folks at the altar. They'd love to pray with you. God, we thank you for this day that you have made, Lord. As we leave today, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for choosing us, Lord. We choose you today and forevermore. Go with us now, Father. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Go with God. Go now. If you'd like to stay for some worship, we're going to play a few songs here at the end. But if you'd like to go, you can. Or come down for prayer. The altars are open. Thank you for being here today. You've been listening to Bakersfield First Assembly's weekly broadcast. BFA is located on the corner of California and Marilla Way. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. in person and online on Facebook and YouTube. For more information, check out our website, bakersfieldfirst.com, or download our app from the App Store.